Welcome to The Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I've spent the last 12 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics and everything in between. As we stand at the beginning of a new era of unprecedented connectivity with the rollout of 5G technology, I'm partnering with T-Mobile for Business to sit down with some of the visionary leaders in tech across all industries, from companies like Universal Music Group and FedEx and many more that play an integral part of our economy to get a better understanding of how tech and connectivity will change business forever. These leaders are the pioneers who don't follow trends, they define them. This show is their story. They are the Restless Ones. So with the advent of 5G, with that amazing network capability, with the advent of new sensor technology that's, again, going to be in the billions around the world, there's no doubt that the data that's coming in is going to be extraordinary in size. I read a statistic that uh, says that by 2025, we're going to have 10 times the amount of data produced that was produced in 2017. Imagine that level of, of data and information coming in. Now, my question is, do we have the computation power? Do we have the people? Do we have the know-how? And do we have the algorithms to actually analyze that data and make sense out of it to help move society forward? I got to sit down with Ashok Srivastava, the Chief Data Officer for Intuit. As CDO, Srivastava's responsibilities include using emerging technologies to better serve Intuit and its customers. He is a big thinker who sees the opportunities presented by cutting-edge technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning, both within the financial industry and beyond. Moreover, he sees how the next wave of connectivity will enable these technologies to transform the world in truly profound ways, from helping business owners make critical financial decisions about dynamic situations at a moment's notice, to leveraging technology in an effort to monitor and combat climate change. Srivastava envisions a world empowered by technology, data, and 5G connectivity. He explained how advanced technologies will help us monitor and foster financial well-being, just as CVS Health's chief digital officer, Ferdas Bethena, described how these technologies will impact our physical health in our previous episode. I asked Ashok to share some of the insight he has developed as a leader in tech. Ashok, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to get a chance to speak with you. Well, first of all, Jonathan, thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast. It's very exciting for me. Ashok, what areas of tech particularly excite you? So I work in the field of artificial intelligence, so that's what really keeps me going and excited. So artificial intelligence and machine learning are terms that I love but they're also terms that I feel tend to get very fuzzy the way people talk about them. Artificial intelligence to me is one of those things that can mean so many different things to so many different people. So I'm curious, could you perhaps give us what, what your personal definitions are for those terms? Yeah, absolutely. Artificial intelligence is the science. It's the study of making machines that can exhibit some of the capabilities that humans have, giving it that ability to understand and maybe even take an action. Those are some of the things that I find 
exciting in, in artificial intelligence. And machine learning is an important component of it. Because you and I, as we grew up, we learned from examples. We watched other people. We read things, heard music. We went to the zoo. Mm -hmm. We learned things about the world around us by seeing examples. Well, machine learning is the mathematical way that we can give machines the ability to learn from examples. And so these two things go hand in hand, and they're extremely exciting because what we're seeing today is a, a huge revolution in the field, which is starting to power a lot of the things that we take for granted. Ashok points out a really fundamental idea here, that humans do outperform machines in areas of learning. But his goals are to bridge that gap, I wanted to find out how can he leverage both machine learning and artificial intelligence today as CDO of Intuit. The goals that we have are to, number one, deliver the best value and the best experiences to our customers to help them power prosperity around the world. And as we're doing that, we're thinking about how artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data can come together in order to power those experiences. And we're doing it across the product portfolio. We think about things in TurboTax or in Mint or in QuickBooks and using the knowledge that we have, using the data and the artificial intelligence and machine learning to really give better experiences to our end customers. I don't know if you have looked at the IRS code, the tax code, but it's literally 80,000 pages. Mm -hmm. Now, when I think about reading 80,000 pages of code, I can't even imagine where to begin or where to end. But we have to have an understanding of mm -hmm. literally every line of that tax code. We've built capabilities to actually ingest, meaning read that documentation and produce computer code that interprets the U.S. tax code. So that's just one example. This is one of the most phenomenal and frankly, one of the deepest examples of the use of knowledge engineering, natural language processing, and machine learning that I've come across. Because now we have actually a graph of information in our machines that can help us understand and interpret the U.S. tax code so that we can give the best experience to our customers. There are many other examples where we have helped people make a determination whether they should use standard versus itemized tax deductions. It's a big deal because if you go down the itemized route, it can take you a lot of time to fill out your taxes. In some cases, we're able to differentiate between the two, saving people millions of hours of time across the United States. So these are examples of where AI is operating. And I'll point out that the consumer doesn't know that AI is operating in there. It's not like it flashes on the screen. It's just happening in the background, which is a great experience for people because they just want to get their work done. We're seeing these sort of applications across multiple uh, industries, right? We're, it, this is a phenomenal example because you've just taken something that is uh, truly complex for human beings. I, I was just talking about how humans are really good at, you know, figuring out uh, broad categories from a few examples. This is the opposite, right? Where you've got a massive amount of information and we know that human beings are not great at dealing with large amounts of information. Once you get past a certain amount, our capacity to handle it starts to drop off dramatically. And for something as pivotal as as taxes, that's not a good thing. So in what other ways have you seen this, this sort of rise in the complexity and sophistication of machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, kind of uh, grow in other industries? How is it starting to change our world? So 
a f- many years ago, I used to work for NASA, and mm-hmm. I saw some of the most exciting applications of AI and machine learning there. So if you think about the commercial airline industry in the mm-hmm. United States and around the world, we have millions of airplanes that are flying millions of flights that are in operation on a daily basis. Now, as that data comes in off of those aircraft, the question is, do we have the ability to analyze that in real time and make some determinations about safety, about the aircraft's health, and so forth? And once you have that data, you can't just look at it in tabular form. Nobody can do that. But what you can do is synthesize it through machines, through machine learning, and then actually develop models that can help people make better predictions and understanding what's happening. Yeah, and I I love that you're mentioning real time. That's a very important component to what I'm interested in as well. And that, you know, we're we've entered into this era where people call it big data. At this point, we're talking bigger data because we're gathering data from so many different sources. Whether it's people uh, interacting with technology directly, whether it's sensors that are embedded in various systems, and we're seeing more and more sophisticated backend systems to uh, to analyze and make use of that data. At the same time, now we're starting to enter into a new level of connectivity where we're able to get ubiquitous, fast, uh, high throughput, low latency connectivity. Uh, I would imagine that this is going to open up an entire new world of opportunities for various implementations of technologies that could be truly transformative. I'm wondering, have you given much thought to what the potential is in a world where we have uh, you know, unprecedented broadband connectivity that is truly persistent and ubiquitous? Absolutely. This is a world that's going to be so incredibly exciting and will lead to such profound changes. Let me tell you why I say that. So, Once you have that level of bandwidth, that much network connectivity worldwide, and we start deploying sensors, not just a few hundred or a few thousand, I'm talking about billions of sensors around the world, we're going to have information and data about what's happening on every corner of the planet. And as that information comes in through these high-speed networks with low latency, as we build the right algorithms, as we have the right computer infrastructure, we should start to be able to extract patterns about what's happening on our planet on a real-time basis. But I really feel that with these advances in network technology, with the advances that we're seeing in computing, and frankly, with the advances that we're seeing in AI and machine learning, we're going to be living in a world where we have information at our fingertips that's really actionable, that helps us understand what to do next as things change around us. Do you anticipate this this level of uh, advancement in connectivity as well as in machine learning and artificial intelligence playing an even larger role in what you're doing here? Absolutely. As we're moving forward at Intuit, what I see happening is greater volumes of data and much more importantly, important customer problems that we have to solve. We really need to help people do better in their financial lives worldwide. And I believe that through the use of AI and machine learning and the data that we're getting, we're going to help people make better financial decisions. The fact is that a lot of people find themselves in situations where they're not quite sure what the right financial strategy should be. Imagine a world in which AI, machine learning, and data come together to help a person make better 
decisions mm -hmm. so that they can have a more prosperous life. They can have a more happy life. This is what really brings me to work every day. This is what excites me because I see a future in which we can bring all of these things together in order to help people live a better life. In a world where we're seeing the rollout of 5G networks, uh, how do you anticipate the progression of that particular technology? Are we on the verge of an explosive growth in ambient computing? I think so. In ambient computing, I think what we're going to start to see, and we're seeing it already, little bits and pieces of it coming together, where devices have capabilities that we can interact with through voice, through other mechanisms. And as we move forward, I think we're going to find that we're connected in so many ways. Our clothing is going to be connected. The lights around us, the cameras around us, the walls around us are going to have computing capabilities. And it's going to enable applications that we can't even think of today. And I think that the future, those people who are thinking about technology in the future should be thinking about the use cases, the problems that we can solve for mm -hmm. real people around the world by having this kind of capability and information. It's going to be an extraordinary time. And I think ambient computing and the pushing the ability to do computation to the edge of the network, what I mean by that is not just in big central machines that grind a lot of data, but on the phone, on the sensor, Doing computation there could help us get a better understanding of what's happening around us. We'll return to my conversation with Ashok Srivastava of Intuit in just a moment. You know who you are. A boundary pusher. A big thinker in the relentless pursuit of the next big innovation for your business. T-Mobile for Business knows that the future demands true workforce mobility. And in the new era of 5G, being able to assess the needs of your company in real time could transform everyday functions. The 5G revolution has begun, and the future of businesses like yours will be powered by advancements in 5G networks, built to reach more people in more places without slowing you down. T-Mobile for Business can help you realize the full potential of your business as 5G unfolds. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. So we're looking at a world where we've got the end devices, whether it's a sensor, whether it's a, a, a full system of sensors capable of doing at least some of the computational processing. We've got uh, perhaps one or more centralized uh, systems as well that can communicate with those edge uh, systems. We've got the connectivity. We've got the infrastructure that's allowing for that communication. You know, we've seen some incredible advances in, in machine learning and artificial intelligence. Now we're seeing incredible advances in broadband connectivity. What, where's the next choke point that we need to be thinking about now so that we can address it when it's, when it's coming right up on us? So with the ad advent of 5G, with that amazing network capability, with the advent of new sensor technology that's, again, going to be in the billions around the world, there's no doubt that the data that's coming in is going to be extraordinary in size. So I read a statistic that uh, says that by 2025, we're going to have 10 times the amount of data produced that was produced in 2017. Imagine that level of, of data and information coming in. So that's a huge driver. Now, my question is, do we have the computation power? Do we have the people? Do we have the know-how? 
And do we have the algorithms to actually analyze that data and make sense out of it to help move society forward? And I'd say that's actually the bottleneck, that we need to be pushing ourselves in terms of our creativity in order to solve the world's most pressing problems, help society around us do better. Yeah. So part of this is is literally finding the right people and developing the right skills to to handle this massive tidal wave, the tsunami of data that's coming. What are the sort of problems that you get excited about tackling? The sort of things that when you see that challenge, you think this is going to be a good day. What excites me the most are working on problems where I can see a direct line to helping a person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if that person is flying on an airplane when I was at NASA or here when we're thinking about the financial world. When I think about the best uses of AI machine learning in these other fields, it is incredibly important that we continue to push the boundaries of our creativity. And I feel very fortunate to be in a job where I can think about that on a daily basis. Well, how do you anticipate the Internet of Things uh, enhancing uh, the financial software products industry? I've thought about that a lot. So imagine that you're running a small business. Let's say in Houston, Texas, you're running a small business and you have a customer base and they come in, they uh, visit your store. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you're selling uh, uh, at a bakery. Sure. So they come in, they visit your store, they buy some bread, they leave. You want to understand what's happening in the store. How are people actually interacting with it? Well, you might put in a few sensors, maybe see what they're interacting with on their uh, uh, on your in your store, how they make the purchases when they come in. That kind of information, as a single store owner and operator, you might have that just in your mind. But when it comes into your system and the machine can actually look at that information and start to discover patterns and say, did you know that certain kinds of bread, let's say olive bread, one of my favorites, let's say that that is actually sold more in the afternoon. Maybe that changes the way you actually produce the bread. Maybe that changes the way you interact with your suppliers. All of that kind of information could be had by a single small business owner. Now, when you start to think about a whole bunch of these small business owners, let's say that there are hundreds of thousands of these small business owners around the country, each of them running a bakery, what starts to happen is that you can compare yourself and your performance and how your small business is operating compared to now a lot of companies around the country. And that gives you insight into how to improve your efficiencies. These things are made possible through the use of advanced software, machine learning, but also through the use of of the right sensor technology and also the the network infrastructure to transmit that information. I love this. I love this idea of, and I love that you've taken the example of looking at a, a particular instance and then extrapolating to the larger picture because you start to think about the potential application for these small businesses uh, across an entire country, and you could see macro level effects. We're currently in an era where I think a lot of us are interacting with technologies that give us a lot of feedback, some of which is actionable and some of which isn't. And so it falls to the individual to determine which is which and then what to do about it. Uh, so having people thinking about that ahead of time where you can deliver not just data, but meaningful data, things that 
can actually be acted upon in order to make a real difference. Uh, that to me is the the most powerful story. You know, I think you're pointing to one of the key challenges in dealing with massive amounts of data. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that it's possible to start pulling out information that's wrong, mm -hmm. coming to conclusions that are actually not correct. And it's also possible to start thinking that noise is actually signal. Mm -hmm. So we have to have that right balance of understanding and maintaining our ability as humans to think critically about what we're looking at. Just because a machine said so doesn't make it true. And just because a human said so doesn't make it true. It has to be that we're actually thinking about what we're seeing and rationalizing against everything that we know about the world around us. After my conversation with Ashok, after I got back to Atlanta, I came up with a few more questions I really wanted to ask him. And he was kind enough to agree to hop on the phone and give me some answers. Ashok, how is Intuit making use of increased connectivity to help its customers and partners today? We are creating capabilities today that allow customers to connect directly with experts. So imagine that you're using one of our products like TurboTax or like QuickBooks, and you have the ability to connect with a human expert, and that the expert happens to be informed by artificial intelligence and machine learning solutions, it only helps them give you better answers quicker. These are some of the ways that the connectivity and particularly high-speed connectivity in 5G are revolutionary. That's exciting to me and I really feel that this is enabled by a couple of things. One, high-speed connectivity. 5G is an, a revolutionary capability. Two, artificial intelligence and machine learning. These capabilities are really going to help that level of experience for our customers. In this case, we're talking about a future where a, a human is augmented with technology, which is one of the things I find really exciting because there's, there's a, a sort of a lingering fear, I think, that technology stands to replace humans. But in reality, we're really seeing systems that are meant to take what humans do and just make us even more effective at doing that. Do you ag agree with that assessment? Oh, very much so. I really feel that the next phase of artificial intelligence and machine learning is really to augment human capability and human intelligence so that we can work better, we can work more efficiently, and we can also then enjoy our free time more Artificial intelligence and machine learning is really going to help us as humans just do our jobs better and live better lives. So in the future where we have more of these advanced systems in the back end, artificial intelligence and machine learning systems, when we have this robust network of connectivity and with 5G making sure that we can have that connectivity wherever, not just where cables go, but wherever we happen to be, I think we're going to see uh, new markets emerge that previously we hadn't even anticipated because the the possibility wasn't there before. We want to help our customers grow and develop and make great financial decisions. And one of the key capabilities that they need is the ability to connect to the internet with high speed, with high bandwidth, and also highly reliable. And that's what's so exciting about 5G. I think it's going to help a lot of people gain access and gain 
the access that they need in order to run their businesses to make good financial decisions to help their customers. And the self-employed group, people who are working for themselves, maybe working in the gig economy, are completely enabled by connectivity. And imagine a world in which they have high-speed connectivity through 5G. Their lives can be completely transformed because now they have the right information in order to make whatever choices they need to. They can connect with their customers. They can connect with their partners and suppliers while they're on their go. And that is going to really help them move up and move into new areas and potentially, as you said, create entire new industries. And we're only seeing the beginning of this right now. I think that in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see more and more people adopt this way of working and live lives that we can only imagine right now. After this quick break, we'll be back with more of my conversation with Intuit CDO Ashok Srivastava. The future is closer than you think, and it all starts in the palm of your hand. You've heard the news. 5G is here. But what does that really mean? How will it impact you? In this iHeart series, This Time Tomorrow, presented by T-Mobile for Business, join hosts Oz Volishin and Kara Price as they walk us through a mobile revolution that will start to change the future of business and the way we interact with the world around us. From environmental science to law enforcement, entertainment, healthcare, and travel, innovation is coming. Join them as they explore how this revolution could impact your life and give you new ways to connect and engage. This Time Tomorrow is now available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're going to my favorite segment where I ask you five quick fire questions. There's not really any thinking involved in this. (laughs) It's just from the gut. So question number one, what one piece of technology could you personally never give up? My iPhone. Oh, boy. That's uh, that's a really common answer and one that I can completely identify with. All right. Autonomous car or robotic assistant with advanced AI? Robotic assistant with advanced AI. Wow. You are the first person to answer that. All right. So virtual reality or augmented reality? Augmented reality. Not even a pause there. All right. What example of science fiction technology would you most want to see come true? That teleporter on Star Trek. Ah, yes. Fantastic. I fly around too much, and I just love to push a button and be in another part of the world. Yeah, we'd have to get into a full discussion about whether or not it would actually be you that came out the other end of the teleporter, or rather just a recreation of you. But that's for another podcast Yeah, if it's not me, then I reserve the right (laughs) to change my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. We'll put a... We'll put it through multiple tests before we put any humans in there. Okay, final question. You get a quantum computer with 150 qubits. That's pretty phenomenal. Tomorrow, what do you do with it? I would use it to explore the large-scale structure of the universe. How did the universe form and whether it formed in the way we think? That's a great answer. Ashok, thank you so much for your time. This has been a genuine pleasure, and I greatly appreciate it. Jonathan, this has been a fabulous event. Thank you so much for having me. Ashok's view of the near future is really exciting. 
technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning are already transforming many industries. We're going to see those transformations happen faster and with more far-reaching effects. As we learn more from big data, we'll put that learning to practical use. Companies will cut operational costs as they become more efficient and develop new ways to meet and exceed the expectations of customers, clients, and partners. And with the promise of future 5G connectivity, there's untold possibilities for how we can leverage that sort of capability. Systems, sensors, and devices will communicate in real time, sharing information and findings at speeds that are difficult to imagine. Information gathering won't be a bottleneck in that future, giving decision makers the time they need to make the best choices for their stakeholders. And at the same time, visionaries will make use of those capabilities to bring incredible positive change to people who are in need of it most. In our next episode, we'll talk with Dan Morales, the Chief Information Officer for Universal Music Group, to find out how the 5G rollout will impact the entertainment industry. See you then. This has been The Restless Ones, a production of T-Mobile for Business and iHeartRadio. No matter what you're after, T-Mobile for Business is here with a network born mobile and built from the ground up for the next wave of innovation. From mobile broadband to IoT to workforce mobility and everything in between, T-Mobile for Business is committed to helping innovative decision makers like you move your business forward with the products and services you need, as well as the dedicated award-winning service your business expects from America's most loved wireless company. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com.